Hello, and welcome to Designing a Better Future. I'm your host, Rob Webb, and I would like to acknowledge that I live, work, and play on the unceded traditional territory of the Comox people, who are the traditional stewards of this land. So I've been agonizing over this episode of my podcast, um, and I've been doing that um, because uh, this is a, I don't want to come off as someone who, you know, believes that they have all the answers because I, I know that I don't have really very few answers to any kinds of questions. Um, but I want to share how I moved through the despair and anger and hopelessness that you feel when you're learning about our uh, situation and how I moved through that to a sense of purpose and uh, um, optimism. And it could be just absolutely delusional mental gymnastics. Uh, you, you'll have to judge for yourself when we, when we get to the end of the process. But so many people suffer with guilt and anxiety and fear and change seems super overwhelming and i want to start by just explaining that that is intentional those uh you know industry has done its best to put out misinformation or conflicting information at, at first the oil company's strategy was to plant doubt right is there climate change? Isn't there? Are things changing? Is this natural? The whole sort of, uh, you know, distract you from, from what's going on and make the issue into a different issue, right? Create doubt. And uh, when that wasn't working as effectively as they wanted, they shifted gears. Um, British Petroleum hired an advertising company in the early 2000s to specifically shift the blame off of industry and the polluters that were causing climate change and onto individuals so that we would all feel this individual responsibility and guilt about what was happening and look at ourselves rather than the actual culprits. So, so right off the bat, I want you to make a promise that you're not going to feel environmental guilt, no matter what you're doing. If you take a flight around the world, um, you know what? That is not, in my opinion, that is you not taking that flight doesn't move the needle, right? That plane is still going to fly because it has to fly for our economy to keep working. Um, and and that is our focus right now. We, we have essentially two uh, big bombs that are we're trying to defuse them both uh, one is the economic bomb and one is the climate bomb and uh the economic bomb is ever present right if our economy goes off the rails at any point we're pretty done like try to imagine what happens when we have massive banks failure 
and the government can't just bail them all out and pension funds and all of these things that are in banks in the economic system just poof they're gone that is an immediate an extraordinarily chaotic scenario uh, that our governments are actively that is their focus right now uh, which is why all we talk about are gdp and growth because those are the only two metrics that really matter uh, in terms of keeping this late stage capitalist society moving so that's the bomb that we're we're trying to defuse the the people in power are trying to defuse that one the other bomb is the climate bomb um and that one is not going to blow up as as soon as the as the economy bomb uh unless unless we stop working on the economy if we switched and started working on the climate bomb there'd cost so much money it would impact our economy negatively uh, and the economy bomb would go off so we're choosing to work on the immediate problem and neglecting the longer term problem and the longer we neglect it the more expensive uh, and more impossible it becomes to fix um so you there's nothing you as an individual can do that is going to change things so should you go buy you know canisters of freon and release that into the atmosphere no no we should we should do our best because we need to learn habits that will be useful for having a sustainable life so we need to learn how to um have less produce less have less comfort um but live sustainably so you know being a responsible environmental steward is is the core of sustainability so we need to learn how to reduce reuse recycle do things in with as little or no impact or positive impact um these are all things that need to happen but it is not on you so you have to not feel any guilt doesn't matter what you drive uh what you eat uh anything okay can can you make changes that 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 are helpful yes but um you know you have to decide how far that goes so for starters i just want everyone to feel less guilt because it has been placed on us by the system intentionally to make us less able to respond um if we're all depressed and feeling overwhelmed and hopeless and helpless then no one's going to fight against the the powers or at least not enough of us right is if they can divide and conquer that's the plan and i know it sounds all like conspiracy but it is a conspiracy so uh you know <laughs> it is what it is what can you do um so here are the three questions now it's very important that you only apply logic to these questions 
this is not a place for feels or emotions. This is a place strictly for logic. So put on your best Spock hat uh, and uh, I'll give you the three questions that you need to answer for yourself. Question number one is, do I feel that um, climate change or some form of collapse within the next, let's say, 20 years is, is likely? If you had to place a bet on whether our quality of life is going to start to decrease in noticeable ways in the next 20 years, if your answer to that question was, mm, I kind of feel like that something is going to, you know, 20 years from now, we're going to be living fairly significantly different lives. Then you have to ask yourself question number two. And question number two is, is there something that you can do that will alter humanity's trajectory if you were... Uh, in government, if you were the head of a corporation, or if you were making policy, or if you are just extraordinarily wealthy and have uh, all kinds of resources that you can apply to the problem, then I would suggest that you, you can make a difference. Um, person, if you're just a regular person like, like me, um, I don't have the tool set to get into the environmental fight. I'm not an environmental scientist. I can go and uh, wave signs and protest, and I can do my part to reduce my fictitious carbon footprint. Um, but I can't grasp the levers of power that are required, and I don't have the resources. So for me, uh, that question was also a no. There's... I can dedicate my life to the cause, but I don't believe I can uh, make a difference. And that sounds terrible because we live in this sort of fictitious meritocracy where everyone, everyone is told that they can do anything, they can become anything. The whole idea of meritocracy is, again, designed to make you feel bad about yourself. Um, you have people who start the race at the finish line and, you know, all they have to do is take a step or two and oh, I inherited my dad's business or, you know, I got a, a $5 million loan to start my business from dad or whatever. Like the fact that you were born into a, a good financial situation or a bad financial situation says nothing about you as an individual. Um, and anyone who says that it does is only saying that because they're a winner, because they, they perceive that they won. And uh, so they're better and smarter and they work harder than everybody else, which is a load of uh, crap. All right. So you have asked yourself the three questions. And if you end up where I did, where I, I see this looming 
uh, incredibly complex and damaging problem. I personally cannot change it. And I don't believe that the people who potentially could are going to do what they need to do uh, in time to make a real difference. So now what do you do with that? This is, this is where your important decisions are made. You can follow any number of strategies and I'll just share some that I've noticed people choosing. Uh, for starters, some people just get overwhelmed and uh, shut down and they just find it difficult to engage in much of anything because, you know, where the clock is ticking and uh, the, the doom has overwhelmed them. Um, I would urge you to get out of that. Once you have made your decision that, uh, that collapse is relatively imminent, you don't need to learn any more. More knowledge of dark things just leads to more darkness. If, if you try to actively avoid it, you'll be surprised at how often it just pops up. So I would really, really encourage you to step back from the abyss and focus on something different. Um, and yeah. And so something different you could focus on that a lot of people have chosen to do is try to be part of a solution. Really apply yourself to the problems that are leading us towards collapse. Um, and a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, there are some phenomenal students who would, you know, traditionally go into different, different occupations who are putting all their eggs in the science basket, who are going into environmental science, who are going into chemistry and physics and engineering with hopes of, of making a significant change in, in our society. You know, we have a lot of people working on it and that is fantastic. I personally don't have those skills, so I'm going to stay out of that arena. Uh, if they need me to show up to wave a sign or march or something else, I'm down with that. I'm going to be there. I'm going to keep fighting for green political parties and uh, all of that stuff because it's really important. But I also don't expect it to get the job done, unfortunately. The, the whole world is looking at what's happening in Gaza and watching a genocide unfold. And we can't even get the political will uh, to make that stop. You know, like forget about the Ukraine, which we also should have tried to make stop or at least done, be doing everything possible to uh, help Ukraine. We still are arguing about how much of that we should do um and and we're just watching the palestinian people be uh, murdered and moved off of their territory uh they, you know so now we have two million homeless refugees essentially uh yeah <laughs> so dark it's Darkness is everywhere. You're not going to hide from it. Do your best to avoid it. That's all that I can say. Like, just 
don't seek it out because you already know. Um, and, and you're going to come across it. You can't hide from it. I, I try. It's impossible. So my choice, because I, I am relentlessly optimistic, even though I, I am realistic. So I know it sounds terrible and, and it doesn't sound like, it sounds like there's some major disconnect. If I say that I am a, a, an optimistic person and that I foresee, you know, seven out of eight people dying a miserable death in the next 50 or so years, uh, that doesn't seem very optimistic, but you can be optimistic and realistic, right? I can say realistically, I think that the way that we currently live is uh, we're running out of time for that. But optimistically, we can do better. We can make something better than what we have. Change does not have to equal loss, right? Lots of times change is an improvement. And uh, I, I think if we can produce a society where people feel safe and connected and important and loved and uh, they can try things and they're not going to, you know, failure does not equal disaster. We've done it before. We're not inventing something new. We're just going back to something that we had mastered for thousands of years. And hopefully we're taking some new tools to uh, make it even better. So that's it for this week. I hope that you found something of value somewhere in all of my rambling. Next week, we're going to talk about education, an area where I do feel that I have some knowledge, and I'm going to see what I can do about possibly bringing a guest on uh, for the next episode. Uh, so you don't have to just listen to me. Get somebody that actually knows something. All right. Uh, cheers. And we'll talk to you soon.